As I was preparing and thinking ahead for this episode, I couldn't help but also think I needed to share some beautiful, inspiring story about thanks. And while I'm so grateful to be where I am in life and alive in 2022, there's often times that I either cross paths with somebody who isn't, or my own thoughts seem to hijack a situation with thoughts of woe, despair, or even sadness just in where I'm at. While I'm so grateful to not live in this state constantly, I cannot help but recognize that while today is a day of thanks and we should truly be grateful for every blessing we do have, whether it's clothing to wear, a warm bed to sleep in, a roof over our head, a car to drive in, even family we get to love and argue with sometimes. I also want to recognize that some of you listening, you might not be in a total state of gratitude or thankfulness for your journey. And it's just been weary and so long. So you're having a tough time being truly thankful for where you're at in life or even in this season. And for that, I simply wanted to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's hard right now. Please know that you have a God who loves you and someone who's never left. And he's honestly a good father who longs to draw near to his kids and lift up those that are crushed in spirit. But he's also somebody that's working behind the scenes for your benefit and really does want to show up and show off in your story. And so my hope is that today that you will choose to thank him for the breath that he's given you. And then in a posture of thanks, even if it's a sacrifice of praise, that you would praise him because he's still king of kings and he knows the end from the beginning and he is still working even when you don't see it. I'm praying that somewhere in the season ahead that you will get to experience his tangible love poured out on you that he's able to show you it isn't about what we do or don't do to earn his love. He loves us the same. There is nothing that we can do to make him love us less. And at the same time, there's also nothing that we can do to make him love us more, which is entirely hard to wrap your mind around. His unconditional love that never leaves, never fails, is always faithful, and is only good. I'm also praying today that wherever you are, that you're encouraged that you're right where you need to be for such a time as now. And that even in the places between, even if you're still waiting on that dream to be fulfilled or the answers to come, that wherever it is you sense His presence, inviting you to go a step deeper with Him, to trust Him as He writes your story and fully dive into the moment with Him in the present. Buying a house in another state and transitioning and changing and all these big things that I felt like we're, we were up against, that became my mantra. Wow. That became my prayer. Every delay is to your benefit. And I just believed in it so deeply at that point that any hiccup that happened, I was like, it's okay. Every delay. <laughs> you know? I just kept repeating it every time a stressful thing happened. Isn't it funny how many times we plan our future or think we have it all figured out when something happens and then interrupts the way we thought things would go? I don't know about you, but there have been so many times in my life where my plans didn't go as I thought they would have, 
But I've learned that rather throw in the towel or give in to a spirit of defeat if I would just readjust my expectations and fully surrender to the process to what God was doing, oftentimes things would work out better than I ever imagined. Well, today's guest is somebody I can't wait to introduce you to. Married to her best friend with a beautiful toddler, Tanisha has been in the fitness industry as a fitness instructor for six years. She's currently an instructor for Row House and loves any chance she has to be outdoors exploring. She's a Colorado native, passionate about being a light and pointing others to Jesus. This fun, loving, amazing instructor with a great taste in music, who I've had the privilege of taking her classes a number of times, she is full of insight and wisdom for anyone in transition and has such a deep dependency on God. It's just evident through the joy that she exudes and the conversations she has, how much she really loves God something I know we all can benefit from a friend like this. Well, I cannot wait to bring this week's episode to you. And I'm so excited to have my friend Tanisha joining us. And if you're ready for it, why don't you pull up a chair, grab that cup of coffee and dive in with us to the places between. When you find yourself between here and there, the now and the then, it can feel difficult to embrace life and all that it has to offer, especially when you feel like you haven't arrived yet. Wherever you're at though, we wanna help in that beautiful struggle of transitioning well through aspects of faith and life with The Places Between, a podcast all about transitions. Hi, I'm your host, Wendy. I'm a storyteller and a creative with a passion for adventure, fitness, and faith. What began as a love for travel, experiences, and community turned into helping clients around the country tell their own stories and inviting others to join them. I've always been passionate about people fully living. That means navigating those places between, opening up a safe space to have conversations, and encouraging growth along the journey. So join me as we explore what it's like to transition well on the places between. Tanisha, girl, it's so good to connect with you. So good to be here. So good to see you. Yeah. It's funny, listeners, we were just joking offline. The last time we saw each other was at the gym. So this is a little (laughs) different. A lot different. Typically, you're not all sweaty and grungy, you know? It's nice to be polished and in regular clothes. (laughs) Absolutely. It's fun to dress up. Yes. Well, okay. So I am so excited to share some of your story with our listeners, and hopefully they'll just be encouraged through what you've been through in the last couple of years. And why don't we just start with you telling us a little bit about who you are. You can share anything you want from family to church, whatever you feel is on your heart. Okay. Well, I am a Colorado native, so born and raised Coloradan and have been so blessed to just grow up in such a beautiful place. I love the mountains. And so for me, I was like, oh, do I really want to leave the mountains? That is just a place I go to connect with God and just be in awe and inspired of his creation. And so even though 
leaving family and friends is hard, but leaving the mountains just had a big tug on my heart. So I think that just from being a Coloradan and growing up and always knowing where West is, you know, just always having that definitive direction, you know, but ultimately God is above it. and God is the one deciding our direction in life, but the mountains have just been such a sacred place for me. So it's been hard to leave the mountains, but because of that, I had a show. I don't know if I can get it on camera. Here we go. Wow. You can kind of see it, but before I left home, I got a tattoo of the mountains and it's just my way of just being reminded, but it says, let there be light underneath. I love that. And that's just a constant reminder that I have to know that no matter where I am, you know, the mountains are my compass, my way of connecting to God, but he's always with me. So it's just a piece of who I am now, you know? So uh, yeah, I feel proud to be a Coloradan and that's a huge part of who I am in general. So it was hard to leave for that reason. Wow. That's so beautiful. Well, even for listeners that didn't get to see it, it's just a beautiful picture of the mountains. And, you know, that's so funny. I have a tattoo on my forearm. You do? That, that reminds me, it's for me, it's Ephesians 3.20. He could do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine. Mm, that's a good but one. it ends with through his power. And every time I'm like washing my hands or just something, I always see the words, his power. Mm. So same thing. It's like, yes. it points me back to remember God's got you. He's over this. He's in your every day. He's so the compass. Well, he is. <laughs> wow. You know? So anyway, well, that's a little part of who I am. I'm also a mom and a wife. I have a three-year-old son and my husband and I are so blessed to be parents and really be building our life with our son now. And we just feel so grateful for that. I'm a fitness instructor at a place called The Row House. I've been there for a little over two years and I just love the community that I get to be a part of. And fortunately, I was able to leave Colorado and plug into another row house here in Texas. So anyway, that's a little piece where I am. Coloradan, mom, wife, fitness guru, lover, (laughs) and Christ follower. And I have been my whole life. I love it. Well, and it's so neat that there's boutique studios like Row House that are mm-hmm. nationwide. My first experience of Row House was in Nashville. And oh, then cool. I didn't know that. It was so fun that I was like, I've got to look up Denver. And so for it's listeners, me. <laughs> so I go to this girl's class who not only has like really good jams, but then in like, I think it was the cool down, there was an old throwback song of Mary Mary. And <laughs> I was like, this girl has got to know Jesus. I don't want to assume... Yeah. But I think even just noticing like you pulling in different songs of Justin Bieber currently of where he's at faith wise, I was like, yeah. okay, this girl has to know Jesus. And cool, strategic. It was just so fun to see you speak life, even just at the end, like our cool downs, speaking life over our classes where yeah. I just think that our everyday life, God kind of calls us to do that where we're just... We just represent him everywhere we go. And you're, I just noticed you are so good at doing that. So thank you for noticing because truthfully, I strive to be subtle about it because it's a professional setting and you never know how that could compromise your job. Right. But Mm -hmm. I also know that in everything that I do, I have to remain not just true to myself, but true to who God has called me to be. And if I'm not allowed to do those things, in that setting, then I have no purpose of being there, you know? So 
it's something that I know goes hand in hand with who I am, but why I'm there. So that's why, you know, when I create playlists and things like that, I'll put worship music in between, you know, all the other stuff. And some people notice that it's there. Some people don't, but either way, a seed is being planted. Amen. Absolutely. Well, so how long have you been in the fitness industry? A long time. (laughs) So I started out in the fitness industry 15 plus years ago. I just got like an odd job at 24 hour fitness, just doing front desk. And then I worked the kids club at the time, not knowing that my passion for fitness would start there. So I had no idea. It was just me getting a job, you know, but my passion was sparked just being in that environment and it didn't actually grow into anything until much later in life. But wow. it certainly was a place that I think God planted me so that he could plant that seed and cast vision for when, you know, fitness did become a passion of mine. I had already had some background being in that environment. So now I've been in the profession as far as being an instructor for about five or six years and just find it to be such a powerful way to change people's lives. Honestly, that's why I've stuck with it. It's changed my life. And I knew that it was a tool that I could use to help change other people's lives. So yeah, absolutely. I love love fitness. I love how it makes you feel. I can't say I don't like how it makes you look, you know, (laughs) when you get results and they show up on your body and you're like, wow, I just achieved something really hard. And, you know, the reward is that I feel good and I look good, you know, so Mm -hmm. who doesn't want to have that, but also to share that with others, I think has been where the passion came from. Absolutely. Bottom line, like showing that it's so much more about just looking a certain way. It really is mind, body, spirit, total health. Mm -hmm. Yes, of course, I'd love to fit into a certain size of jeans, but, but working with clients, Cause I remember working at orange theory of just being like, yes, we can help you achieve these results. But if you achieve the results and you're still miserable, there's something going on. Like it comes so much deeper. It's more of a soul issue. Yes. And being able to speak life over your clients. How awesome. Yeah. And it's fun. I really enjoy it. Cause if it wasn't fun, I probably wouldn't be as excited to keep doing it. (laughs) So I actually enjoy it very much. Totally. Okay, for those that are listening, if you haven't done a rowing class, it really is 45 minutes of rowing, but <laughs> for the first time part, I mean, you know, it's actually, you know what, Wendy, what's funny is that I would say it's a salt, depending on the class structure, there's different types, but it's probably like a solid 30 minutes of rowing and then yeah. 15 minutes of like in between stuff. So totally. And yeah, it's fun though. Well, I think for somebody that's like, I'm not a runner and they're like, why would I ever sign up for a running class? Well, totally. with rowing, it's so different. It's like, once you learn how to do it right. And I do love row house because it incorporates like the weights in between and it's not just like straight rowing. Right. Exactly. But it's just a fun structure, I think. And what I love to, I'll just speak on this really quickly is that not all workouts are for everybody. I've done a lot of high intensity stuff over the years. I've done a lot of things that I was capable of doing, but were hard on the body over time. And, you know, not everybody has the same background or abilities, but with rowing, it really is for everybody. Like pretty much anybody can do it because it's low impact. And it's just, it's so gentle to the body. Like it's used for sports recovery and 
physical therapy and things like that. So that's another piece that I love is that it's so inclusive in that it can help people from all different walks of life who have been injured or maybe pregnant or any other situation that they might be in that prevents them from doing other workouts. Rowing allows for anybody to do it. So I'm grateful for that too, because then I can pass it on to a lot of different kinds of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it really can be like introductory into fitness and but you can also get this killer like I know Olympians that all they do is row yeah (laughs) so as this podcast is about transitions I know that the last couple years of your life have been full of big transitions whether (laughs) it's fitness and performing and like health related to also this recent big move from Colorado to Texas. So how did you navigate those changes? <laughs> Do you Honestly, it was so hard. So, I mean, I can talk about like the first big change in my life over the last couple of years was, well, giving birth to my son, <laughs> becoming a mom, you know, and it's funny because even when you want something so badly and you wish for it, hope for it, pray for it, and just want it so deeply. That doesn't mean that when it arrives, you won't be challenged. Yeah. You know? And so I kind of, I didn't prepare myself mentally for the fact that even though this is the greatest blessing of my life, that there would actually be challenges that came along with that. And so I think the biggest challenge physically was just the impact that pregnancy had on my body. Even though I had a healthy pregnancy with my son, I noticed a change in my fitness ability after I birthed an entire human, you know, like it just, it changes your body in ways that I just wasn't expecting. And so for a person who's been into fitness for a long time, and I've been able to achieve some really difficult things in fitness, my desire to get back to that was so strong, even after I had my son that ended up pushing my body too much and not giving it the recovery that it needed. And that's how I ended up injuring myself in fitness after the fact, you know? Yeah. And I also think over the years, compartmentalized all those little things that I was doing probably added up and I ignored them and and ignored them. And then I ended up hurting myself in a way that I've never injured myself before. Like I've never broken a bone. I've never been in surgery, you know, like I've just never really had any issues physically. So last year I hurt myself twice. (laughs) So I competed last year in May. I did a a natural bikini bodybuilding show and it was amazing. Not just the physical results that I got, but I was so determined to just push myself in that way because I wanted, part of me did want to prove that I could do it as a mom. You know, I think oftentimes we become moms and we're like, now that I'm a mom, I can't do those things. Mm -hmm. So I was so determined to prove to myself, like, just because I'm a mom, that doesn't mean I can't do these things still. And so I pushed myself really hard and I trained for like eight weeks to compete. And I had a really rigid diet and a really rigid exercise program. And it was a short amount of time. And so I think that's really what caused the injuries thereafter is because I was pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. Like how I'm used to pushing it. I'm used to challenging myself. And so I injured myself. I had a hernia shortly after I competed and never, 
I didn't know what it was. <laughs> I was like, what's happening? Why is my belly button sticking out? Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> and you're like, and that hurts. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like, this is gross. It's uncomfortable. Like what is going on? Oh, wow. And so, yeah, my court, it just caved in and I ended up having to get that fixed. And then even after my hernia surgery, guess what I did? I went right back to doing what I do. Like as if nothing happened and I'm like, I'm good, you know, six weeks post-surgery and I'm pushing it again. It's like, hello, get the memo, slow down, recover. (laughs) But I just wanted to push. And so I did. And then I dislocated my knee and it it was the most horrific injury I've ever had. Cause again, I've never broken a bone. I've never injured myself. And it happened during a class I was instructing And I went to get up off the floor from coaching a movement. And as soon as I got up off the floor, my knee just slipped out of place. And I, oh. I was like stunned, you know, I was like, what just happened? I couldn't move. If I tried to move, it was like a 10 out of 10 excruciating pain. Oh my gosh. And everybody's looking at me, you know, and as an instructor, I think sometimes people just see you in a different way. You know, they're like, what's wrong with her? Like, you know, but in that moment, how vulnerable I was. So many people came to my aid and it was the most beautiful thing because there were people in that class who I never really connected with outside of class that became friends of mine because they took care of me in that moment. You know, God really showed me who was there for me. And so that was hard, but I got through it. And then I didn't know I needed surgery at the time. Mm -hmm. I like prolonged it. I was like still walking on it, still exercising. Like once it popped back into place, I was like, okay, am I good? But the damage had been done. And I kind of just was like, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's fine. (laughs) And then I finally went and got a knee scope thinking it was going to be like an easy fix. And I woke up in a full leg cast and I was not expecting that. I was expecting them to go in and maybe put like a stitch or something but my meniscus had torn off the bone. Wow. Wow. So there's a so that that's like above your knee. It's like the cushion. And that when I dislocated my knee, that separated. Oh, my so gosh. it was just flapping around in there that whole time, not supporting my knee. <laughs> and, yeah. I, and I was on it for like six weeks, just trying to push it, you know, cause that's what I'm used to doing. Well, and I mean, a couple things there. So you went under for the knee scope. And yeah. you didn't know they were going to do a full knee surgery. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I, I woke up and I looked down and all I see is my leg like in this cast. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> it was shocking. I, I really, that was not the scenario that I had planned in my mind. I thought, yeah. you know, they're going to go in, look at it and I'm going to wake up and be out of surgery and be back to fitness in two weeks. And I was down for almost three months. Wow. Well, and this is the same time that you were also planning on moving, right? Yes. Well, shortly after actually. So fortunately, and here's how God works. Let's just talk about my Jesus real quick. (laughs) So we sold our condo in October and then we moved November 1st, somewhere around there our plan was to go live with my in-laws for a few months so that we had that time in between to look for our next place. So with that, look at God, because had I still been at home in our condo with just myself, my husband and our son, 
I wouldn't have had the support of my in-laws to help me through the knee surgery. I wasn't able to walk without crutches. I wasn't able to drive. I could barely move around. So the fact that December came and I was in their house and I woke up from surgery and they took care of me during the time that I had surgery is nothing short of God. Nothing short of God. So I was so grateful for that because without their support, it would have been tremendously difficult to have a toddler at home. My husband works full time and I'm hobbling around trying to get things done with a two-year-old. Totally. Which is not those of us that have kids or niece or nephews. We've all seen like to have a toddler sit still. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. So cool. I was grateful for that. And and because of that, you know, we did have to delay looking for a house until I could fly because we yeah. wanted to come to Dallas to look at homes, you know, physically in person. I couldn't fly. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. I love the way that God's timing always works out. And yeah. in hindsight, it's neat that you can look back and be like, oh, what awesome provision. I'm sure going through it though. <laughs> had its moments of like, God, so hard. And that's the thing, you know, is that when you ignore God, that doesn't mean that he goes away. He's always right there trying to nudge you. And the thing that I love about him is that he doesn't mess with free will. We know that, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's still not there or that he's not trying to guide you in some way or get your attention. And I feel like that's what helped me through that transition is just understanding that he absolutely was trying to grab hold of my attention because he wanted me to rest Mm -hmm. because I'm so used to going and going and going. That's just who I am. And sometimes when we're going and going and going, we miss the call. We miss it completely. And I missed it multiple times because I was so busy trying to do something that I wanted to do. Mm. I didn't even get permission for, first of all. <laughs> How often do things go wrong when we don't ask God first? So I just think that's what helped me in that transition. It was just being mindful while I was sitting there and I had moments of frustration and discouragement. Like, I can't even do anything. I can't move. I'm, I can't go anywhere. I can't work out. Fitness is my passion. This is what I need to do to feel good. And I was like, oh, I see. He wants me still right now. And in that stillness, I started reading the word more, Mm. more than I ever have. My Bible was open and I was just letting him speak to me. And that's exactly what he was striving to do. Even just jumping on to what we were talking about, when we ignore God, what he's trying to show us, Mm -hmm. like he eventually grabs our attention. And that's, You know, it's like the blessing, the beautiful thing and the hard thing about free will, because we can be rebellious as long as we want. And he's like, okay, I'll just like be here. But that's also the beauty of his grace that he's like the moment that we're like, okay, God, I think I need your help. Rather than me pushing the doors open, asking you to follow me and bless it. Let's reverse that. Could you open the doors and I'll follow you or... Mm. When we're like, okay, I do need your help, God. Then he's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Eager. I mean, you think about it though. God is the ultimate parent. And, you know, when I became a mom, I understood a little deeper what it's like to have your child ignore you Mm. and how frustrating that is. Mm -hmm. 
but I'm not going anywhere. So I'm still going to be here to tell you what I want you to learn, even if you're not being obedient. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. And that's, I think, who he is in all of our lives. He's the father of all things. And he, he always wants to be there to tell us what the lesson is. Like he's not going anywhere. Yeah. So I'm grateful for that because it's in that understanding that transitions are a little bit easier to understand. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So what prompted the move to Texas then? Was this a dream of yours as a couple or was it like Colorado's crazy? We're moving to Texas. <laughs> a I'll be up. up. <laughs> Honestly, I never saw myself leaving Colorado. I really didn't. I always had this vision of raising my son in Colorado and doing all the things that I didn't get to do growing up because my parents just didn't have the means or the mental wherewithal to do those things. I'm a great door advent out. I'm a great outdoor adventurer. (laughs) And so even before we left, I was taking my son on hikes and just exploring all of the beauty of Colorado. You know, I wanted to have those memories with him. And so I just never saw myself leaving Colorado, but my husband has family here. His sister moved here a few years ago as well. And he went to college here in Texas. So he's always been fond of it. And so we've visited a few times. And every time we visited, we had a conversation of like, can we see ourselves living here? And he he was always like, yeah, let's, let's move to Texas. And I was, I was always against it. I'm like, no, it's not for me. It just felt like a big city. And even though, you know, Denver is up and coming and we're becoming more of a big city, Dallas specifically, which is where his sister lives, just felt overwhelming. Like it was just too much for me. I'm like, no, I just don't think that it's for me, you know? And so I resisted it for a while, but year before last, I came and visited one of my friends here just for the intention of visiting her specifically. And God planted a seed that I could not ignore. And that's just, that's the beauty of knowing that God is there orchestrating your life is when you start to pay attention to it, you start to see his hand in things. And even if you ignore it, he's still going to show up, like I said. Mm. So it was funny because, like I said before, I didn't see a life for myself here. When I visited my friend that time, it was the first time that I saw a vision of a life here. One instance specifically, I went into this coffee shop and it was so funny because she had never been there before. She's a believer, but she's still finding her way, you know, and understanding the deepness of her relationship with God. So there's things she doesn't pay attention to that I'm now like, you see that? You see that? (laughs) So there was a coffee shop. It's less than five minutes from her house and she'd never been. And we walk in and it's a Christian bookstore. And I walked in and of course, anytime you go into a, a structure like that, you feel a different energy, a connection to the Holy Spirit when God's hand is on it. I walked in and I was like, just so happy and pleasantly surprised that it was there. And I was like, you've never been here before. And she's like, I never knew it was here. I'm like it's five minutes from your house. And she loves coffee. Oh my so gosh. She loves it all the time, you know, but there was this guy there and my husband came to join us. And this guy, he just stood there and he was like, where are you guys from? 
It's like he knew we weren't from there. If you've been a listener of The Places Between for any amount of time, as we near the year's end and the season of giving, I want to invite you to be a part of life change and sharing testimonies of faith with others. Whether it's through sharing an episode that spoke to you with somebody you love or know, or rating and writing a review about the story that impacted you so much on the Places Between podcast. Going a step further, though, as we reach more and more people, I want to not only share stories of faith that encourage you in your walk with God, but share testimonies of God's faithfulness and encourage others that experiencing God's faithfulness is just as possible within their own stories, like my guests I've been privileged to host. It's hard to believe the places between is 70 plus episodes in and close to 10,000 streams. We're so grateful for each and every one of you as a listener, and not only want to say thank you for tuning in, but give you an opportunity to also be part of something bigger than you. I'd be remiss, honestly, to not ask if you'd consider supporting the places between through an ongoing donation, the ministry to reach others with powerful stories of life change and more is only possible with the funding we get. And as I've been encouraged and blessed by so many of my guests and stories throughout their lives, I want to encourage others to tune in and then experience the same thing and be reached with powerful stories of transformation, encouragement, and hope. So as we enter this season of giving, I humbly ask and say, I'd be overjoyed if you'd support this ministry today, whether it's $5 a month or $500 a month or somewhere in between. Every gift allows us to reach more people with God's love and a message of hope to stay in your story and learn how to thrive in the places between. And now back to our show. There was this guy there and my husband came to join us and this guy, he just stood there and he was like, where are you guys from? It's like, he knew we weren't from there. <laughs> we're like, we're from Colorado. It's like, Oh, Colorado. Okay. And he's just small talking. And he goes, well, you know, Texas is a great place for God and family. And I just look at my husband and I'm like, huh? Okay. Aww. In that moment, I knew, God, why are you putting this on my radar? Why is this all of a sudden on my heart? And so I left that trip with a knowing that God was trying to guide my vision towards a life in Texas. And from there, we just started planning. Oh, I so, love that. And how yeah. long ago was that? So that was a little over a year ago, year and a half ago. Wow. That, you know, that seed was planted and we started talking about it and like, you know what, let's do it. Colorado has changed a lot and it's just not the same Colorado that I grew up knowing and loving. And Mm -hmm. even though it it will always have a special place in my heart, I really wanted to find somewhere that I felt like had deep roots as far as culture that surrounded itself around God and family. And that I think was just a missing piece in my life. Yeah. You know, I found pockets of it, mm-hmm. you know, still in Colorado. Like I'm not saying it's not there. It's just, it doesn't necessarily cater to it as much as yeah. I feel like it does here. So that was definitely a pull, especially 
now being a mom. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and I have a few friends that are in the Dallas area and they love it. And it's been perfect for their kids upbringing. And, and even though it's a big, the suburbia, it's so much bigger than our Denver sub- suburbs, yeah. <laughs> but they're posting stuff about like T-ball on the weekends and their neighborhood block parties. And I'm like, we're much more of a major metropolis because Denver's not that big. Our right. city spills into our little suburbs, you know? I agree. Yeah. So, and it feels like a transient, maybe because it's more trendy to live here. It just feels a lot more transient than. Yes, definitely. 100%. But, just oh. here, it's like you get that hometown feel, mm-hmm. you know, and that's so refreshing. Yeah. Well, I love that you guys are officially there. Um, have you been able to plug into a church or community since you've gotten there? Yeah. So fortunately, we've been able to still stay plugged into our church in Aurora. Well, they they move buildings there physically in Denver, but they've always been a hybrid church. They're called Harvest Church, and oh. they're under the leadership of Bishop Kevin Foreman. I don't know if you've known him. No, yeah, I'm familiar. He's amazing. And so we still just feel so connected to him and to the relationships we've had at Harvest there in Colorado, but we also know the importance of physical fellowship. (laughs) So we're looking and we have gone to a couple churches here. And so I've just been asking God to really make it clear, make it clear what our church home is. Absolutely. One of the things about today, like our society, I feel like that's the beauty of doing even church online is as you're starting to meet these new friends and these new community, who's to say you can't host online version, like a house church. Yeah. Like a watch party. Yeah. Cause there's so many churches that do that. I tune into elevation all the time. And I just think, gosh, if that was my church and I Mm -hmm. had to move for a job, I think I would look for a house church that streams that, you know? So there's Hey, seed planted. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll definitely be praying for you guys as you figure it out. And I know that even just you guys are still so new to your community. So it's, it'll be exciting to see what God does and what doors he opens. And I guess that would be a good place to ask you for somebody that might be listening. If they are either in the middle of contemplating a big move, or they already know that God has called them to that next place and a move is in their immediate future. Would you have any words of encouragement for them as they prepare what to do, what not to do? Right. (laughs) So many. I mean, that's a whole, that could be a whole podcast in and of itself. But what I will say is that it's so important to let God lead. Mm -hmm. And that's hard for someone like me and so many others who are planners. We make a decision we write it down or put it in our phones or just mental note, like, this is what I want. And then we start making plans for that. But I think first it's important to like, ask God, what do you want me to do? Make it clear and direct my steps. So often like I've jumped at things without asking for a direction first, and then I get lost mm-hmm. and, or something happens that could have been prevented if I would have just gotten direction from the person that sits above it all and knows exactly what he wants from me. So even though I knew he had planted that seed, because it was just crystal clear, 
I still prayed about it. It was like, okay, God, I see that this is what you want for us. Open the doors and help us to walk through them, but also help me to relinquish control, Mm -hmm. you know, which is so hard for me, especially like the home buying process and how stressful that is in and of itself, let alone buying a home in another state. We came here and we looked physically at homes. We went under contract and then we went back to Denver and that contract fell through. And then we had to start all over again. Wow. And from that point forward, everything we did was virtual. And so we didn't even get to see over half of the houses that we were looking at moving to. We didn't even get to see those in person, but God still orchestrated the right house. And also my timeline was so different than God's timeline, just in general. Like I cannot even believe that it took as long as it did. And there were so many moments in that period. I called it the waiting room. I'm still in the waiting room. Oh God, is it my ticket yet? Is it my turn? Are we there yet? You know, like that little kid in the back of the car, just like, are we there yet? Are we done? Can we get there? That anxiety, I combat it with every delay is to your benefit. Our bishop speaks that over us all the time. And it's always resonated so deeply with me. But in that situation, buying a house in another state and transitioning and changing and all these big things that, you know, I felt like we're, we were up against. I just, that became my mantra. That became my prayer. Every delay is to your benefit. And I just believed in it so deeply at that point that any hiccup that happened, I was like, it's okay. Every delay. (laughs) (laughs) I just kept repeating it. Every time a stressful thing happened, we were under contract four times. Wow. Yeah. To find the home that was right for us. And won't he do it? We found the most perfect house. (laughs) I love that. It's everything that both my husband and I wanted and more. Wow. All the other houses that we were excited about initially and those contracts fell through. I can't even imagine if we ended up following through, like what that would have looked like. We had a brand new house that nobody's ever even lived in. Amen. Because of our patience and obedience and understanding that God's hand was in it and that we didn't need to worry about it. Mm -hmm. So to encourage anybody out there who's going through a move or, you know, just a life change or something that's challenging you in your life, this is your opportunity to really prove your faith and trust God because he's got it. Mm-hmm. And it might not look how you want it to look. It might not be in the time frame that you want it to be in. But I promise, and I know that I know that I know that God has got it. Mm-hmm. So you have to like, not just say that, but like really believe it. Because it doesn't necessarily mean you get what you want in your mind, but you get even better than that because you get what God's going to give you, mm-hmm. which is always better than what we think we want. Amen. You know, so. Amen. Yeah, that's such a good word. Thank you. Girl, that spoke to me. That's so good. <laughs> I was having a conversation, funny enough, last night actually with some girlfriends, just about how faithful God really is. Mm-hmm. And even in those waiting places and the things that we've wanted for forever and 
the confusion and the hurt and the heartbreak of like, why isn't X, Y, Z happening? Well, God is only good. It's not even in his nature to be anything other than good. Right. So it's kind of like, it's like some pastors say, if it's not good, it's not the end. Because God works all things together for good in the end. Yeah. <laughs> you know? If it's not good, it ain't God. <laughs> so I just love what you shared. And I absolutely know that people listening, it would encourage, I hope for you as listeners, if you are in a transition right now where you are moving, I would take Tanisha's advice seriously. Pray on it. Make sure that's what God's saying. Be patient to not push those doors open and trust him with the outcome, right? Yes. Trust him with the outcome. That's huge because he's got it. Well, as this is a podcast about transitions, I love to ask all of my guests, So you can talk about hopes or dreams for the future, whatever you'd like. What place are you between now? And then how can we pray for you? Right now, I'm in a place where I just need to lean in and just be be present, be fully present. Because I have a tendency to get to a goal and I'm a bit of a goal chaser, as they're called. (laughs) And I get to a goal and I'm like, okay, what's next? what's next? I'm double Dutch and like, ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. And that's how I injured myself, first of all. <laughs> but also like you miss the the joy of what God has already done mm. if you're already jumping into the next. So I would say my biggest prayer request would be to just help me to be still and be at peace and enjoy what God is already doing and not be so focused on what's next, just be fully present in what's now. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I will be praying specifically for that. I know there's a handful of us that could probably benefit from the same prayer. Um, I'm just excited to see as you guys continue to plant what God does in and through your story. And as much as you blessed me and my workouts and speaking life and encouragement, even just at the end, I'm sure you're doing the same out there. So yes, definitely. That's always the goal. Yeah. So thanks so much, Tanisha. Thank you. We're so thrilled to have you week in and week out with us. And if this spoke to you, I just encourage you to share it with a friend. Share it with somebody who's planning to move. Tanisha's words of wisdom would hopefully bless them as well. So thanks for joining us this week. And we'll catch you again next time on The Places Between. over here cheering you on friend you just finished another episode of the places between podcast if you want to access more be sure to subscribe or visit theplacesbetween.com to learn more about our guests episode sponsors upcoming retreats and more like stay in the story a 25-day devotional all about staying in your story while you wait on your dreams, on God, and on life to come to fruition. And lastly, if you're looking for an online community of people who also want to transition well, then come say hi over on Instagram at The Places Between. As always, thanks for taking time to dive into The Places Between. Until next time, keep enjoying that journey.